You're listening to an audio message from The Well, a gospel-centered church family in Hastings, Nebraska that exists to grow disciples and glorify God. For more information, please visit www.thewellhastings.com. Oh, Lord, let the words of my mouth and my meditate and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Amen. <clears throat> on Psalm, in Psalm 20, which I've been asked to uh, preach through, it's one of those psalms that I've buzzed past so many times and not really paid attention to. There's a whole lot in here if you stop, slow down, research it, but the way I read my Bible, I'm a steeper, so I just read. And when the Holy Spirit catches me on something, I'll stop, I'll pause, I'll make a note in there, and usually I'll just pass on by and come back to it in a different time. Uh, because I like to just, I just want the Holy Spirit to fill me with whatever's there. That's how I read my Bible. I want to tell you now that I'm super dyslexic. It's very hard for me to read. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to apologize now. Hopefully the Lord will take care of me while I read through this, this uh, psalm here. And this is Psalm 20, verse 1. May the Lord answer you in the day of your trouble. May the name of the, the God of Jacob set you securely on high. May he send you help from the sanctuary and support you from Zion. May he remember all your meal offerings and find your burnt offerings acceptable, Shelah. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your, all your counsel. We will sing for joy over your victory. And in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer from his. Uh, he will answer him from his holy heaven, uh, with the saving strength of his right hand. Some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stood upright. Save, O Lord! May the King answer us in the day we call. There is so much depth in those words. This is a psalm that David wrote 3,000 years ago. If I take some time and just meditate and, and spend the time to try and understand what was going on in his life, it can start to pertain to the stuff going on in my life. That's what I really, that's my prayer for anybody I speak with is that the Bible would come alive for them. Because it's done that for me. It's done that because of study, because of time, because of teaching. Uh, I've learned to look for what was going on and why this prayer, why that David wrote these psalms. This one, it's in the, the header above, it says, A Prayer for Victory Over Enemies. But a choir director, a Psalm of David. So this was actually a song that David wrote for somebody to sing. And not just for him, but for people that were serving under him. As he's king, um, 
over a large amount of people, even people, kingdoms that weren't his own still saw him as king. They still went to him for answers. They still counted on David because he was a rescuer. He was the guy Goliath. He's the one that fought for Saul. Uh, he's the one that killed the ten thousands. Saul is thousands and David is ten thousand. His life was not an easy life at any point at all. When he took time to rest and, and recuperate, he usually fell into some kind of sin. Some of the worst sin you could possibly imagine. But he was still a man after God's own heart. I want to have the heart of God. I want to be more like Jesus every day. I want my heart to be like God's heart. So I want David to be my heart. And I want to be of his heart. So I'm going to do things. I'm going to look at things and look at them through a lens that allows me to take that. It's not that difficult to do. It's not. Because on my own, I'm really not much. I'm really uh, than most people would even believe. But with, with Jesus, I can do anything. I can do all things. So, may the Lord answer you in the, in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob set you securely on high. May he send you help from the sanctuary and support you from Zion. When David wrote that, Zion was the power. That was the power of God was in that city. The power of God was what he was calling on when he talks about the sanctuary because that's where he met with God. That's where you went to sacrifice. So he's calling on the power of that place. I'm not exactly sure where that's at in Israel. I don't know that they even know absolute certainty exactly where that temple was. They have representations of different places where it's been foundations multiple years old. 3,000 years ago, this was there. So it could be layer after layer after layer. I don't know that archaeologists have ever gotten to the bottom of that. There is still in that place power that God placed there because that's where he decided that he would dwell. So David's calling on that when your prayers, when you pray, when you cry out, when your troubles come to you like, um, like rushing water, David has prayed over you. He's prayed over people that belong to the Lord about the power of the Lord coming to securely save them, plant their Sometimes I don't feel like I'm planted so solid. Sometimes I don't feel like I'm actually worthy of any of these things. But it's here. It's in black and white. It has never changed. The translations may change. The verbiage may change. There's all kinds of arguments about whether it's right or wrong. I believe God put this Bible in front of me so I would understand it and I would know Him. So I'm believing that this was actually me. When he talks about uh, may, he find, may, he, may he remember all your meal offerings and find your burnt offerings acceptable. 
Uh, let me see where we're going. To uh, Psalm 51. And we'll start at verse 15. O oh Lord, open my lips and my mouth may, de uh, may declare your praise. For you do not delight in the sacrifice. Otherwise, I would give it. You are not pleased with burnt offering. Sacrifices of, uh, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. God will not despise. David knew that that's what God required. But people needed to do something physical to acquire the grace of God, to feel like they were accepted by God. They had to burn animals. They had to shed blood that they would be accepted, that their sin would be covered. But then you have to shed blood over and over and over again because it's not enough. The sacrifices that God requires of all of us, because we have the Holy Spirit, we've had Jesus Christ has been revealed to us, and the Holy Spirit has dwelt in us, this is the sacrifice that God requires. It's a broken spirit. It's a humble stance before the Lord and man. Not just in front of the Lord, but man too. Broken and contrite heart. God will not despise. How many of you have had a broken heart? How many of you had a broken heart today? My heart breaks and bleeds when I'm happy. When God showed up and given me a gift of the of, of answered prayer, my heart breaks. It's not the broken heart that I get when my girlfriend breaks up with me and I'm a teenager. I don't have a girlfriend, dear, I promise. <laughs> Disclaimer. No, she's sitting in the back of the room. Wait, bye. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. That's not the kind of broken heart that I'm talking about. The broken heart that comes from a death or a tragedy, that kind of broken heart is not what God wants us to have. Eden wasn't designed for people to die there. That's why people didn't die there. They were sent out died. Uh, Eden is where we're heading. It's heaven. That's Eden. We're going home there. That breaks my heart because I don't deserve to be there. Okay, I could go on for a long time with just that verse right there, but then I'd be stealing somebody else's fire a couple of years from now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Joe promised me we're going through all all those psalms, so I get 107. I don't know, I have to live long enough to get 107, but yeah, I get 107. So um, I've already demanded that. <clears throat> May he grant you the desire or your heart's desire, and fulfill all your counsel. What is your heart's desire? Desire fame, fortune, money? Cars, motorcycles, girlfriends, boyfriends. What's your heart's desire? Children? Family all together? What is your heart's desire? The Lord tells us, this is, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Psalms 37. He tells us, trust in the Lord your God and dwell in the land and cultivate land and cultivate faithfulness, which means build up your own faith. Cultivate your faithfulness. Learn and cultivate your faithfulness. Let it grow. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desire of your heart. When I'm delighted in something, that is The things that I thought I desired for such a long time, drugs, alcohol, parties, the life that led me astray, I thought that this was fun. I thought this is what I really wanted to do. This is who I am and what I get to do. I was a mean man. I was a mean man because I'd never got enough. There was never enough. I was like a like an unquenchable fire. Everything that came my direction, I just devoured it. Until the Lord opened my eyes and showed me in Scripture that my delight really is in Him. What I've been chasing all my life is to be near Him. That changed the, that changed my delight. And when I started looking for God, the only place I knew where to find him was inside this book. It's the only hope that I had. Because I couldn't trust people. I didn't trust men. I still don't most of the time. Because I'm lied to so much. It's hard for me to trust people. But when it comes to the Lord, he's put it down in front of me. So that is the difference that it took to take me away from my life of depravity and bring me into a spiritual stance where I can actually try to do something that God wants me to do. He doesn't require me to do that. I require me to do that. I require myself to do a lot of that. Because I'm a man, I'm on this earth. The Lord loves me. He's taken me in and adopted me as his. Uh, when you read about an adopted child in the Bible, you have to remember that once a child was adopted, it couldn't be sold. Your natural children, you could sell into slavery. You could trade them for food, or merchandise. You could sell your children. You could cast them out and never have them come back. But an adopted child, you took in and you kept. You were not allowed to transfer them any further. He's paid that so that we could do that, that we could stand in that spot. <clears throat> you know, and fulfill all your counsel. The counsel that I've received has been fulfilled. The counsel, the good counsel that I've received has been fulfilled. The proof is I'm up here speaking, and I'm not a speaker. I'm not a preacher. I have no education. Period. I'm a double high school dropout. That's right. Total education. But the Lord has changed those things so much that I'm allowed to come here and do this. What an amazing God we have. He doesn't do that just for people like me. He doesn't. I'm really a pretty shy guy. But I'm allowed to look on people and know that I love them and they love me back. And know that I'm okay here. That counsel's been fulfilled. We'll sing for joy over your victory. And in the name of our God, we will set up our banners 
Uh, may the Lord fulfill all your petitions. When you pray, you pray as though God's actually listening. Sometimes I do. Not all. But when we pray in a way that's acceptable to the Lord, those are the those are the petitions that come to His. If, if we're praying that some political person uh, doesn't make it into office, that's really not good. He's already got a plan that's trying to tell him what to do. So if we pray for acceptance for whoever's in office, that's acceptable. He will help you with that, no matter what. I don't care what your politics are. Because if we pray and we understand that God's listening, he will allow us to know that we're okay. We may not feel like it, and it may not look that way in our country, and our beliefs may be different, and our desire might be because of our politics. But is that the desire of is your God politics, or president, or senator, or, you know, these are volatile times. It's hard to talk about anything that has to do with politics, because I never know where people stand. Until they rant for me and tell me where. And usually it's with an angry voice, even if I agree with them. I don't understand that, but... Um, I'm guilty of it myself. Those petitions, when we ask, we have to ask for it in a way that is. Now, I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer from his holy heaven with a saving strength of his right hand. You know, I want, to, I want to just step back a little bit. I want to go back to Acts, let me see. It's Acts 16, I think. Nope. Acts 6. Nope. That's where, uh, oh, it's Acts 16, where Paul and Silas have been arrested and have been imprisoned. They've been locked in a dungeon. They've been locked in a jail cell. And this jail cell is not just like uh, the Hilton jail cells that we have in Adams County. Um, it was, it was, you were basically locked in the prison of the prison. That's where they were chained up at. It would have meant you were locked in the sewer of the prison. You were, you were in the worst part that you could possibly be. They're locked in there. They're beaten. They've been flogged. They are, they've been brutalized severely before they got down, and they sing. They sing because filled with God. And what happens when the earth quakes and it sings? Doors open and chains fall off of all the prisoners. The jailer's ready to kill himself because. Everybody will have it, had escaped, and it's his fault, and he was he was charged with taking care of them. They were going to kill him anyway. He might as well do it at his own hand. But Paul stops and says, no, we're all still here. None of us have left. 
Know that the Lord saves his anointed. Paul, 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 absolutely. His word is proof of that. You know, it's in our we count that as scripture. It is from the Lord through Paul's through his experiences. Command this man of life. David had a rough. Paul had a rough. Anyway. The, his anoint, he saves his anointing. He will answer him from his holy heaven. He answered Saul, Paul, all the time. He gave him what he needed throughout all that time. With his, uh, from his holy heaven, with his, with the saving strength of his right hand. We talk about the right hand of God. We're talking about Jesus. If you've enjoyed the power of Jesus. Christ in your life, if you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you've had the Holy Ghost experience where Jesus has poured out the ghost into you and you are saved, you are so much more than blessed. No matter what comes your way, there's nothing, nothing that can destroy that relationship that God planned for. If you're not there, if you're of your relationship with Jesus Christ, please come and talk to me, one of the elders of this church, a pastor of this church. Talk to somebody about it. I would love to explain to you how it's possible to have a relationship with Jesus Christ that makes you feel like when you raise your hand up to praise him, that he's reaching down to hold your hand just like your big brother would do walking through the he wants to be with you. He wants to be beside you. His word is absolute proof that he wants us. He desires That makes us desire him. Those things happen. They've been going on for a long time. David did not have the Holy Spirit in him. The Holy Spirit came upon him. Holy Spirit came into us because of Jesus Christ. There's so much of the intricacies of the Bible that I can't explain. I don't understand. Simple, simple. But those things, I do understand. When it's coming on you, it can be washed off. When it's coming in you, all it can do is flow out of you. And I don't believe it can be dispersed completely. That's the blessing that we have. <clears throat> now, some boast in chariots, some in horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God. In Chronicles, Second Chronicles, Second uh, Chronicles eight, with him. Is only the arm of flesh, but with us, the Lord our God, 
this is this was what um, uh, Hezekiah was saying when Sennacherib, I guess that's how you say his name, was besieging the city, and people were eating their children. But they counted on the Lord their God to fight their battles, and he did. Once they humbled themselves and realized that they can't win. Once they humbled themselves and realized that they don't have the power to make what's happening to them once we realize that we don't have the power to fix ourselves, we don't have the power to change our lives without Jesus Christ, there is all kinds of things we can change about our lives. We can't change our lives without him. He doesn't. He's the healer. That's what needs to be healed is your physical body. Some people do need healing in their physical body, and some people get that. What we need is healing for us. We need the healing that it takes to allow us to worship a God that belongs to us and brings us Him in heaven. Everything about what I want to do for I wish I could do it. I wish I could come swing my hammer that that right would be for the power of Jesus Christ. Say that that's because sometimes that strike hits my thumb and I'm not very Christian when that happens. Um, but I wish that I could accept that. This is what God wanted me to learn. He wanted me to stay more focused on the nail or stay more focused on whatever I was hitting because uh, I really wouldn't focus on hitting my thumb. That's when I'm out of focus. Those things happen. I cause that myself. I do that to me. You know, if we're boasting in what we do, if we're boasting in what we have, if we're boasting in our hair, or we're boasting in our clothes, or our home, or any of those things, all those things are going to we're all going to fall. We're all going to fall away. That's just that arm of flesh. You know, even even when. Even when they bring a whole bunch of regulations down on top of you, that's an arm of flesh that's doing that. We, where our country is right now, we are having to submit to a lot of things that we just aren't used to. I am really very opposed to it. That's why my hair and my beard look like this. Because they closed my beautician, and I am not going to get a haircut or shave my beard until this mess is over. I said that out loud that day when. And it was a mistake. But I'm going to stick to it. And so my beard might, I might be walking on my beard before too long, but I'm still sticking to it. That's not what God wants. That's what I want for me. Now, how can I use that? I can use that to be congregation of God's that's a good thing because God created laughter. Laughter is a wonderful medicine, is it not? Hey, yeah, I knew I'd get an amen eventually if I asked the right question. <laughs> I am just, um, I'm so thrilled with being able to study through this verse and take and take the time just to go through this psalm and really 
to look at it. Because in verse 8, they have, they have bowed down and fallen. But we have risen and stood upright. Even the powers that seem to oppress us, the ones that are really holding us, the ones that want to hold us away from what God wants us to do, the ones that want to lie to us, cheat us, and steal from us, all of them, all of them will bow down. All of them will be at the feet of Jesus begging for forgiveness. Some of them will get it. I don't know exactly how that happened. But as of right now, I can say I've risen from whatever is oppressing me. Even the next thing that comes, I can still say I've risen above that. Because I'm going to count, I'm going to do my best to count on the Lord. I've seen a lot of tragedy, a lot of pain, a lot of hurt. Uh, this is Suicide uh, Awareness Month. And I've dealt with families, 36 different families in the last 11 years. I've had some a man, not a woman, but a man here to come ask for this. Happened in my family. Uh, I started counting after my brother killed him. Uh, that gives me a drive to know and to let other people know. If you're feeling that, um, uh, if you're feeling about the anxiety, the anxiety starts. The only way to shut it up is what we're told, what we think. It might just be that. It's not. There are way too many solutions and way too many other, other things that can happen. If anybody's experienced that in their family, or if you're thinking about that yourself, if it comes across your mind, please, please reach out. Hotlines that you can call. You don't have that number. Just want to talk about it. I'd much rather talk to somebody who's thinking about suicide than to their family. Um, that's that thought. That thought infiltrates me. That's what I get. That's what we can rise up against. Not just what Bone is trying to get us, but they're coming at really don't understand. We're in a spiritual battle. Spiritual. We are spiritual warriors because we are the Holy Ghost. And because of Jesus Christ, we won. Followers too, we won. The devil doesn't know it. So he's going to continue to come at us. Ah. Save, O oh Lord, may the King answer us day we call. Remember, when it looks very worse, or when it's very best, call the Lord, praise the Lord. You know, I listened to a sermon one time, it was about uh, the reasons that we sing. And there are certain places in the Bible, I'm not sure exactly where, there are certain places in the Bible, they sang for joy. They didn't sing because they had joy. They sang because they were. 
three more songs. This is perfect time for transition. People that are in the band come out. They sang for joy, and that's that's honoring to God. Even if we don't have joy in our hearts, even if our joy has been smashed or diminished by something from the world, we have power over that to take change. Uh, the things I've talked about especially the gospel of Christ. If anyone wants to know more about that relationship with Jesus, please come and talk to me. Please come and talk to me. There is so much more to life than what we've been taught or lied to that this is all we're worth and this is all we have. So let's sing for joy. Thank you. You're listening to an audio message from The Well, a gospel-centered church family in Hastings, Nebraska that exists to grow disciples and glorify God. For more information, please visit www.thewellhastings.com.